Greetings and welcome to Old School Company. This is Dr. Clark along with the cowboy, always audio engineering, getting everything in place to make it do what it needs to do when it needs to. We'd like to welcome you to Old School Company. And we just explore different topics that impact, influence the human condition. And we're all humans and everybody has bad youth. So from time to time, we'll have some guests. We have different topics to explore. Let's give you a little something to think about. We call it thinking out loud. Welcome as we get ready today to talk to you about social anxiety. Just a little bit, a little few tips for your daily living. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another beautiful day, and as always, life is good. You just have to have something to compare it to. Welcome to Old School Company. Talking to you today about some social anxiety, and social anxiety is real. All the worries and physical feelings you are experiencing have a name. It's called anxiety, and anxiety comes from the fear of the unknown. Give you a few facts on anxiety. Anxiety is normal, so don't beat yourself up. Don't think that you're out of, out of place, out of time, out of space. But anxiety is normal and adaptive because it helps us prepare for danger. Uh, you ever notice how your heartbeat begins to beat faster when you're kind of running in and you get some extra energy? All right, those things do happen. So it's all right. What we want to do is learn how to manage the anxiety, not to eliminate it, but to simply manage it. Also, anxiety can become a problem when our body tells us that there is danger when there is no real danger. And that leads us into our discussion today on social anxiety. Anxiety can become a problem when our body tells us there is danger when there is no real danger. As we learn about and investigate this social anxiety, we we, we see the effects, especially now after the, the pandemic, during the pandemic, as it's still going on, but uh, the first phase of the pandemic, we're beginning to feel those stages of anxiety. And I wanted to just kind of look in on the social anxiety part. And what it does, people with social anxiety tend to fear and avoid social situations. They tend to be concerned about being embarrassed, how will people judge them. They start feeling anxious when they do get into social situations. And especially since we've been out of the work workplace, workforce, and maybe you've been doing a lot of work at home, uh, maybe your job was shut down for a little while and you had to return to it. But those different things cause some people to have some social anxiety. I want to make sure that you have some things that you can do to help you understand this social anxiety a little bit more. And you got to be able to, one, look at the big picture, be able to observe it be able to recognize it, that it is a it is a real situation, a real, a real thing that happens. People with social anxiety disorder tend to fear different types of social situations, maybe working with your coworkers or talking with your coworkers or speaking in a meeting. Even going to a party can be uh, a, a, a situation for you. 
some of the things that show up physically, blushing, sweating, increased heart rate, those things are part of being normal. But when it becomes excessive, that's when you, you have a problem right there. When it becomes ex- excessive, then you know, okay, wait a minute, what's going on with me? Take and pay attention. Notice the patterns. If this is going on for a couple of weeks and it seems to be coming up every time these situations come up, then there's some things that, that are going on with you. I can uh, give you a tip. Maybe in, in order to help you better observe the social anxiety, let's do it like this. You can make your little chart and you can look at the date of when your anxiety occurs. You can look at the situation that causes the anxiety. And you can also look at the symptoms that you have. And maybe today you got some anxiety about going to a meeting. And you had the same anxiety last week because you had a, a meeting. And the week before that, you had anxiety about going to a meeting. All right. So that's the, the, the date and the situation. And the things that you were feeling, maybe you had a rapid heart rate. Maybe you had dizziness, maybe you had dry mouth, maybe you had an upset stomach. But those are some of the symptoms, anxiety symptoms that happens to us physically. What we can do about it, one, when you start feeling anxious, you start feeling uncomfortable, learn how to relax. Learn how to turn yourself down. Learn how to turn the symptoms down. Remember, we don't want to just eliminate anxiety. What we want to do is be able to manage it. All right, because the anxiety is just part of us as humans in our human condition. So we want to get to where we can have some calm breathing. That's a strategy that you can use. If you start feeling a little dizzy, a little lightheaded, just get some calm breathing going on. Slow yourself down. Get some regular breaths through your nose. Close your mouth. Breathe through your nose. Get you some regular breaths going on. It'll make it a whole lot easier for you to get through the social situation that you're finding yourself in and it's a social anxiety that's showing up physically. Learn how to relax your muscles. This strategy right here is very helpful. It will lower the, the tension and the stress levels that you're, that you're feeling from these, this anxiety problem, our problems. But learn how to relax uh, your muscles. Get some realistic thinking going on. A lot of times we overthink we, we put ourselves in these situations where we're trying to control the circumstances. We're trying to control the outcome. We're trying to control the situation. And we're not being realistic about what and how much we really can control or do or even manage. And some of the uh, examples when we talk about realistic thinking, uh, we come into play. We, we get these negative thoughts going on like no one would like me. All right, So then you, you build up this stress and anxiety about, and just say you're doing a presentation, and then you're looking around the room, maybe 50 people, 100 people or more, and then you're like, oh, nobody's going nobody's gonna to like me doing this topic that I'm doing, uh, the way I present. But all this becomes unrealistic thinking. You got to get some realistic thinking. And that is, truth of the matter is, you've been asked to do a particular task, in this case we're using speaking, you're going to ask to cover a particular topic, and apparently you have some experience with that topic, so you should be okay. You just got to get over those unrealistic things, and there'll never be 100% of the people that are going to like it, and that's just part of it, all right? 
But you go on and deliver the information and understand it, be realistic that you'll never get 100%. And if you do, okay, good. But if you don't, it's okay too. But get some realistic thinking going on in place. And I just use that for an example. If you believe that you are in a situation that's threatening or dangerous, then you need to remove yourself from that, no doubt. If you if you feel that strongly about it and you see that there may be some problems there, then just simply remove yourself from that. But be realistic about that. Ask yourself, what is it that you're afraid of? What's causing you to be afraid in this social situation? And what might you do? And don't, 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 again, be realistic. Don't overthink it. Don't get to the point where you tell yourself, I'll embarrass myself if I say something stupid. Don't do that. Learn to get a little sense of humor about it and not be so hard on yourself. Uh, let me ask you a few questions that you can just use in your daily living and some questions to help you to examine your thoughts so you take a little time out in your life to reflect. One of those questions, those statements uh, that you can ask, am I 100% sure that blank will happen? Whatever that thing is, you fill in the blank. But am I 100% sure that blank will happen? These are just some of the questions to help you examine your thoughts, get you to where you won't keep beating up on yourself, uh, beat yourself up before you even get to where you're going to do what it is that you're going to do. Uh, how many times has blank actually happened? How many times has blank actually happened? How many times are you actually, since we're talking about speaking today, how many times are you av- actually messed up a speech? What is the evidence that supports my thought? What is the evidence that does not support my thought? And when you go through these things right here, do some reflection, take some time out to really, really look at yourself and say, hey, okay, I, I have created some of these unrealistic thoughts and I need to be more realistic about what it is that I'm talking about, what it is that I'm presenting, what it is that I'm getting ready to do. I need to be more realistic in my thoughts about the situation, more realistic about my thoughts, about the circumstances, more realistic about my thoughts, about the people that I'm going to be interacting with. Here are some other questions that help you examine your thought. You know, write it down. Uh, revisit and just kind of just kind of reflect. Take a little time out for you. Is blank really so important that my whole future depends on it? Is blank really so important that my whole future depends on it? Does blank's opinion reflect everyone else's? Sometimes we'll let one person just 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 kill us. One person out of a out of a hundred come up with a, some opinion on something. And we'll just let it just take just take over. Again, I want you to have realistic thoughts. That's going to help you with your social anxiety by being realistic. Here are some statements again to help you examine your thoughts, some questions. Am I responsible for the entire conversation? What is the worst that could happen? Oh, I always like that one right there. I like to ask myself that one. What is the worst that could happen? Then you just go on and have fun and enjoy yourself. Because my thing is this, I'll say something like this. Well, I'm not going to get arrested for what it is I'm saying. So let me just go on and speak, say it, it's done, and let it fall where it falls. But what is the worst that could happen? What can I do to cope and handle this situation? Do I have to please everyone? Is that even possible? 
what is another way of looking at this situation? What would I say to my best friend if he, she was having this thought? And we continue to go on and look at realistic thinking. And people with social anxiety disorder often hold some unrealistic beliefs. And some of these common beliefs that people hold, I need to be perfect to be light. I should never make mistakes. It is important for everyone to like me. It's not okay to be anxious. I want to take take time here and get you really to focus on these unrealistic beliefs because these are just some common examples that I'm giving. That first one, I need to be perfect to be liked. People who hold that, what we call in psychology, that perfectionism, those people, no matter if they do 100, they think they should done and they should be doing 110, right? They're constantly uh, beating up on themselves because they're perfectionists. And what they're really saying in their core self is this, I'll never be good enough. That's what they're saying. I'll never be good enough. No matter what I do, it'll never be good enough. That's an unrealistic belief. I need to be perfect to be liked. No, no, you don't. I should never make mistakes. You are going to make mistakes. The key is to recognize that and then to own the mistakes. Be the first one to throw your hand up and say, it was me. I did that. I messed it up. It's my fault. And you take that in and don't blame anybody else. Don't blame circumstances. Don't blame situations. But take it upon yourself to say, it was me. It is important for everyone to like me. It's really not. I know that's kind of tough on you right there to, to accept that. But that's an unrealistic belief to believe that it is important for everyone to like me. It's just, it just not going to happen. You ever just, just meet people? For the first time, and just put it on yourself. You just met this person, but you don't like them. You don't even know why. Okay? That's just the way of the world. It's just part of your human condition. And you can work on it. But I don't want you to leave here with unrealistic beliefs, such as it is important for everyone to like me because it's just not, it's not okay to be anxious. That's another unrealistic. People, you're going to be anxious at times. This is all right. It's just part of. That human condition is just part of being who you are. Because no one is perfect and everyone makes mistakes. And by going through this, looking at your unrealistic thinking and your unrealistic beliefs, and by evaluating and looking at and reflecting on your negative thinking, then you come to realize some of the things you fear are very unlikely to actually happen. When you look at it and you examine it, you start realizing that some of the things you fear are very unlikely to actually happen. And if it does, it's not as bad as you think it is. But what it does, it allows us to be able to cope and say, okay, this is this is where I am. This is where this is coming from. I've got some unrealistic thinking going on. I have some unrealistic beliefs going on. All right, let me be able to cope. Let me get my thinking together. Let me get into a realistic thinking mode and then test it out. Go out there and put it into work in your daily living. Because anytime you get information, if you're just going to get it for the purpose of simply just having it, then it's not going to do you any good. You got to be able to implement. And I always challenge people to go out, implement the things that you learn, 
put it into put it into work. And it's, it's, it's always good to examine the truthfulness of your thoughts or your beliefs and look at things. OK. How bad would it be if I do blush? It's OK. All right, if I do shake, if I do tremble, I'm not going to look foolish. I understand it's part of what I'm doing to get over my anxiety. Here's my physical reaction to my anxiety is that I blush. And it's okay. Uh, another thing, you have to face your fears. Sometimes we want to avoid situations. And a lot of that leads to that social anxiety uh, situation because we want to avoid the situation. So we spend so much energy avoiding it and having fear of the social situation that we, our anxiety just builds up even more. So sometimes you got to just simply face it, get to it, repeat exposure to the situation that's causing you this, this distress. Get you some exposure to that, repeated exposure to it. And just kind of ease into it over and over and over until you feel comfortable. That's a good way to do it. All right. You can also you can also do this right here. Rather than completely avoiding social situations, some people engage in subtle avoiding strategies. I do things to feel safer. I prevent their fear of expectations from coming true. All right. Examples of this, you can remove oneself from the situation, sitting on the outside of the group, frequently going to the bathroom, finding a task too busy. Uh, finding a task even look busy, all right? Hide invisible signs of anxiety, wearing turtlenecks, a lot, some makeup to hide blushing. Some of the things, some of these behaviors come up, all right? Distracting oneself, trying to think about other things. In other words, people just simply what? Zone out. So I'm just trying to give you a little insight into uh, some of the things that we go through in our human condition as we address social anxiety. Uh, here's a little, little insight here. We are often unaware of the things we do in social situations to feel safer. We are often unaware of the things we do in social situations to feel safer. When I gave you the example about wearing a turtleneck, you know that you have a little bit of anxiety and your visible signs show up on your your neck, maybe you break out a little rash or something. So you already know that's going to happen. So you end up, a lot of ladies that wear a lot of makeup, maybe you decide to wear a turtleneck, guys. Maybe you want to get something to cover that up because you already know it's going to happen. All right? Those are some of the things that, that we do we may be aware of, and then sometimes we're just really not aware of it. It may just become a habit, uh, a, little, a little shield, I put it like that. It becomes a little shield, a little safety net. And how we interact with our social anxiety. But you got to be honest with yourself. Think it through. Uh, let me do this one right here. Meeting, meeting new people. How do you go about gaining your confidence to face these social situations? And I'm going to use this one on how to meet new people. And here are some ideas where you can meet new people. You can work out. School, talk to coworkers, go for lunch together, share coffee breaks. You can play a sport, exercise, join a gym, running group, walking group, play soccer, tennis. You can do join a club organization. You can take a class, painting, a language course. I don't know, but something to get you around 
new people, different people to help you get over and get your social anxiety where you can manage it. Volunteer, maybe just a community thing, a charitable organization. Take group lessons. Uh, go to a sports facility. Anything that's going to help you get a, a, a plan of action to meet new people. This is Dr. Clark. And again, Cowboys here, as always, engineering and keeping everything going where it needs to go. Today we talked a little bit about social anxiety that help you in your in your human condition. Uh, our sponsors, you can always contact Mr. Paul Reeves. Uh, that's R-E-A-V-E-S. You can Google him in, but you can go to weprogresstogether.com if you want more information about Mr. Paul Reeves, our sponsor for Old School Company. And he has uh, two books, the Credit Repair Handbook, you can find on Amazon. Also, Insurance Company and Pricing Secrets Revealed. You can also find on Amazon and other book outlets. But be sure to go to WeProgressTogether.com. Get more information on Mr. Paul Reeves and more information on the Credit Repair Handbook and also the Insurance Company Pricing Secrets Revealed. Both of those books, great books. Great to have an elaborate grace. Great help to help you in your human condition. Have a great day. It's another beautiful day, and as always, life is good. You just have to have something to compare it to.